Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really, truly means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Divine Throughline. This is such an incredible medium of communication. My heart is just overflowing with gratitude for the opportunity and the blessing to be able to communicate, share, and exchange with so many amazing divine humans that are are awakening into their own mastery. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really enjoyed last week's episode. I know some of you did as well. It gives me incredible, um, I want to say pleasure. I don't know if pleasure is the word, but it, it it's very, very, very meaningful, deeply meaningful for me to be able to be a sounding board, um, someone who could maybe offer a perspective of some guidance or possibly another facet or fractal of a view on a life experience that will help another person help you and support you to expand into really filling into your whole being, your body, mind, and spirit, your spiritual being, having a human experience. This is deeply, deeply meaningful to me. And um, I thank God for the opportunity to serve in this way or to just um, share the path with so many of you. And uh, I have extreme faith and belief in humanity that uh, this is an unprecedented time in history that we will uh, find the um, supernatural, the extraordinary, the um, quantum way of being, of living, and of communing on this beautiful planet, and that we will play our part in transforming life on planet Earth for all humanity. So thank you so much. I am off to Australia tomorrow. My husband, Rich Roll, and I are going to Australia for the first time. I have so many friends from Australia and feel such a deep kindred connection with so many of our tribe in that part of the world. We are over the moon to be coming down uh, to meet and commune and share with so many of you that we've been dying to meet for years and years. Our dear friend, Andrew Davies, produced this event. We have a two-day event. It's called Living the Plant Power Way. If you don't have your tickets yet and you live in that part of the world, come on out and join us for an amazing day event in each city. Um, We are going to uh, do some meditation. Rich is going to share his keynote talk. I'm going to sing a little bit. And uh, we're going to do kind of a podcast format Q&A, but it's going to be an amazing evening. We have a plant-based menu that I co-created with Sumo Salad. Sumo Salad was instrumental in bringing us down to Australia. We're incredibly um, honored and grateful to collaborate with them uh, with the intention of spreading more of our message and our mission of living the plant power way and really the 
the ease, the vitality, the beauty, and the transformation that is awaiting all of us when we um, step into this way of living with uh, commitment, with courage, with non-judgment, with love, and uh, we sort of flow into the various stages. So it's not an all or nothing thing. Being plant-based doesn't mean you have to be raw. Um, We certainly are not. And all of my recipes in the Plant Power Way are what we call real food. Uh, You will not be chewing on blades of grass eating uh, the Plant Power Way. (laughs) So anyway, um, come... Come spend some time with us. Uh, We're looking forward to meeting you. And Andrew actually uh, was one of the attendees on our first Plant Power Way retreat in Italy last year. And he is a, uh, a physician along with his wife, Claire. And Andrew has been a super fan, super supporter of Rich and of me and our family. And we are incredibly honored uh, to um, come and participate in this event that he has created. He, in fact, has produced the entire event along with Sumo Salad, um, Conscious Club, and also Conscious City Guide. So what are we going to explore this week um, before I leave you? I actually have a couple things that have been kind of swimming around in the ethers and, and calling my attention to them. And one of those things is I wanted to talk about the multidimensional nature of, you know, I say we are human, no, I say we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And sometimes I say we are multidimensional beings having a simultaneous experience. So, you know, that's kind of out there. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, what does that really mean? And and I'm coming into the embodiment of that to really knowing that and experiencing that. It's a concept that I've been meditating with or exploring for many, 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 many years. And I think uh, more than ever right now on the planet is a very ripe time to be able to uh, sort of go to the next level of understanding with what that really means. What is a multidimensional being having a human human experience? One thing that I have learned from my travels uh, in this lifetime and in, in studying spiritual texts and studying with different teachers and masters and gurus and different traditions is that it seems to be a consensus, a perspective, and I'll offer all this to you today as a perspective, right? I want to also take this moment before I dive in too deep to just say that this is all for your uh, consideration, right? And you don't have to believe everything that I present in order to get value out of what I am presenting on the show. Do you see? And a lot of times in the early stages, like I remember the first teacher that I had that presented to me that there were other life forms and other systems and that there were these moments in time where there would be like an opening and and you would be able to reach out of it or pop out of the system at these certain specific times. And um, it was a very, very profound teaching actually coming from the Bihar School of Yoga, which is uh, an amazing classical tradition of pure yoga. If you're a lover of yoga or consider yourself a yoga teacher or someone who loves yoga, um, the Bihar School of Yoga has the most profound texts on asana, which is the physical practice, pranayama, which is breathing, um, different kinds of 
um, dhyana, meditation, um, trataka, which is gazing on a flame. So they, oh, and yoga nidra, of course, my favorite. So anyway, I highly, highly, highly recommend these books. Actually, really for anyone, it doesn't, I, I didn't mean to say only for a yoga teacher, but honestly, everybody, if you, if you want to learn about the body and these yogi practices, their texts are unparalleled um, as uh, teaching tools. And um, it's funny because I met uh, this parkour athlete named Timothy Sheaf, and maybe some of you from the UK know about him. He is... Um, been on the Ritual podcast, on my husband's podcast, and I met him. He came over and, and he came to me and asked me if I had any information that I could give him on asana, on physical postures. And I had a book that was actually autographed by a guru and, and uh, it was on asana. And I, it was a Bihar book and, and I didn't want to give it to him, part of me. I was like, oh. But Timothy, Timothy Sheaf is one of probably the most... Um, celebrated parkour athlete in the world. So I thought, well, if somebody needs a sacred book um, on asana and can really put it into embodiment, it would be him. So I gave it to him at that time. Um, But anyway, getting back on point, um, Bihar School of Yoga, these books. And and during this time when I was practicing with this particular guru, I remember one time just being in my driveway, like after the teaching, feeling this like my head was going to just explode and it was going to explode because of these constructs or belief systems that had been living in my head. And now I was starting to challenge some of these and starting to realize that things weren't really what they seemed. It wasn't really the construct that I had in inside of my head. Um, so if you're feeling like that, we have a little saying, and that is that just take your brain out and put it on the shelf for a minute and just sit and feel into the experience and see how it feels and understand that it's okay. Like you don't have to agree with everything that I say. I certainly don't agree with everything all of my teachers have said. And I've learned from experience that everybody who is in a body is having some variety of human experience. So for us to project this idea that our teachers or our gurus have to be in this pristine perfection of a saint, right? Completely, you know, beyond any, any human desire, beyond any imbalance, um, I just feel is immature because I feel it at a level of realization or self-realization, it becomes a choice. So it doesn't mean that if somebody's enlightened, then they don't have sex. Like that's, that's not necessarily a blanket rule. Um, it could be because uh, that could be the choice or it could be the vibration or the alignment of a, of a sacred teacher or somebody who, who reached a certain level of realization. Um, or they might have sex and, and it might not mean that they're not enlightened. So again, we can't take all these ideas from spiritual scriptures and then apply them to people and start gr- creating like um, oh, another uh, prison or another cage you know, around certain things. Life is fluid. It's flowing. It's a play. It's a dance. And so we're here to just grab what kind of resonates and then discard the rest. And you're entitled to do that. It is your right. It's your divine right. And like I've said before, 
your path to enlightenment is not going to look exactly like mine. It's not going to look exactly like Mother Teresa. It's not going to look exactly like Jesus because you are a unique being and you have unique attributes and qualities and life path and samskaras and karmas and things that you're coming in to resolve. So it embrace and celebrate your own uniqueness within this process and understand that no one is more spiritual than another person. So, um, uh, and also no one is more or less valued than another person. So I don't really think consciousness doesn't really care if somebody's religious. Consciousness probably doesn't even really care if somebody meditates. Um, it's just in my experience of extremely valuable uh, way to become merged with your spiritual self, to be able to hear, listen, commune, and uh, develop that part of yourself. So getting back to what I was talking about, I was talking about this multidimensional model. I'm actually looking for some graphic artist, somebody who's very, very good on the computer who could help me put together this sacred geometry model. Um, I've been drawing it for years. It was given to me in a in a meditation as a concept, as a whole sort of transmission. And I just dragged it out again because I'm really feeling that right now for some of us on this wave, there is a great ability for us to completely merge with our multidimensional self. So in a very basic way, I'm, I'm drawing the past, present, the past and the future into the present, right? I'm integrating all my past experience and all my future experience into this moment of now. Okay, so that's one sort of concept to start to understand that we talk about being reborn in the present moment. We talk about how um, all of your answers are in the present, right? Nothing ever happened in the past and nothing ever happens in the future. It's always happening in the now. So in this system, this planetary system, I understand it's a perspective that this is one of the only systems or maybe the only system that has time, past, present, future. And this time construct is putting a suppression on us, or it's putting a construct on us because we think in that way in the past or in the future. And most of us are not living our lives because we're never present in the now. We spend the majority of our time lamenting things that happened in the past or anticipating how we're going to feel or how our experience is going to be different in the future. And if we take this concept into this whole social media and this culture that we live in right now, now people are also not enjoying or not experiencing the present because they're too busy photographing the present to have really been in the present. <laughs> and this is a challenge. Again, I said at the onset of this podcast what an amazing medium this is. And I'm not saying that all social media is bad. I am saying we must be very discerning on how we use social media. And if it is your daughter's sixth birthday and all you're doing is, and we do this with cameras as well, just forget the iPhone or forget the smartphone. If you're just filming, you've missed, you're missing. I mean, yes, some of that you need to get, but you also need to be present in the experience, in the breath, 
in the moment. So it's a dance. Um, and, uh, you know, I love beautiful photographs. That's it's, but you know, again, we have to choose the time and place for, for these different things. So considering again, that time is specific to this planetary system. You know, it's interesting because I have my youngest child, Jaya. Um, she was, my one that, I mean, I unschooled, homeschooled, unschooled my little girls for their entire first eight or nine years. And then my older boys ended up coming home to school for their high school days. But with Jaya, I um, I just decided that I wasn't going to teach her about the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> so as a young child, I never talked to her about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I never really talked to her about time in general. I just let her be in the moment. And that's very freeing because kids are in the moment anyway. But do you remember those calendars that we had at school? Do you guys, do you guys probably don't have them now because I'm ancient, but we used to have like a whole art thing. The teacher would make the calendar of the of the month. And then you would have like whatever the theme was, like you would have turkeys would be on every day as you went through and count. And you would get at an early age, you get very, very attached to this calendar. Um, and because of my spiritual journey and awareness, I, I felt this was probably not the most expansive thing. So I made a choice to do something different with her. And so it was, it's actually even still now she's nine she never really gets the what's tomorrow, what's yesterday. I mean, she does now. She gets what's tomorrow. But it came very, very late. Like the whole concept of tomorrow was like, what is that? Or yesterday. And, you know, it was funny because Rich and I were talking to her about the days of the week. I mean, it's <laughs> just like last night and she's nine. But again, I love it that I left her free of that of that structure for as long as I did. And I think it definitely did um, go well, I guess, with her expansive nature. So now getting back to this simultaneous time. Okay, so simultaneous time, there is an opportunity right now for us to draw from an experience from multiple lifetimes the highest attributes of what we have already learned. So you guys are all masters. You've lived thousands of lifetimes. You've lived in other systems. I'm not even saying that you've lived thousands of lifetimes on this planet. This could be your first lifetime on this planet. We came from the stars. We came from the future to incarnate on this planet to change and transform the life experience in the system. So sit with that for a moment and let's just imagine, let's say, because this is something that's been brought to my attention in my level of awareness, that we have 12 uh, lifetimes that we can draw upon, that we can bring into this moment that will make the 13th, which the number 13th signifies oneness or unity or integration. So let's imagine that we had 12 identities and we were going to actually draw from that experience into this present moment. And those 
identities or aspects of ourselves would be in fact what integrates to be our support and our fully manifested divine design in this lifetime. Let's just sit with that for a moment, okay? 12 lifetimes, 12 identities with different attributes. We're going to be calling the positive attributes of those 12 lifetimes into one single embodiment, the 13th, the oneness, the now. So the way that I saw this structure is I saw it as actually as a guitar. You know, if you, if you, anybody, any musicians are out there, you'll resonate with this with me. So if you look at the body of an acoustic guitar, it looks like a body um, in two dimension. It looks like a body in meditation, does it not? It's kind of similar, right? And then there's a hole in the middle. And then I'm going to take the neck out of the top of the guitar, just normally, right? And let it extend up into the cosmos. And then I'm going to put a double neck on it. And I'm going to let this lower neck extend down into the crystalline core of planet Earth. Then I'm going to imagine that it is a 12-string guitar. So I have on one side, and I don't mean two-dimensional now, I'm thinking front, side, back, right? Imagine your body is the guitar form. And now we've extended the neck up into the cosmos. We've extended the double neck, the other neck, out of the bottom of it into the center of the planet. And now I'm calling six strings on my right side, and they're going to go around me, right? Tethering to the key, um, the um, um, pegs at the top, and also at the bottom. Okay, but I have to add another element, so just stay with me, okay? So on the left side now, another six strings that are front, side, back doing the same thing. However, this part that I left out, right at the heart center, the structure has rings that are going around it that make a Saturn, it's kind of like Saturn rings, right? But these rings are in a rainbow configuration. And so this structure, we're sitting inside of it, much like the Merkaba structure that I've done with you guys on past podcasts. But this would be that you're sitting in this guitar body, right? This harmonic instrument, your body as an instrument. And we've got 12 strings, right? Six on the right side and six on the left side. And those strings are playing harmonics that create the 13th, which is the center channel that runs up and down the Shashumna, anchoring into the crystalline core of the earth, and all the way up into the cosmos, into your star home. Let's use Andromeda for example sake. So here you are in this harmonic structure, this energetic instrument, and there are rings, flow rings of bridge connection that are right at the heart center that go around the whole structure, much like the rings that circle Saturn. And this is our bridge point. This is how we bridge. And it's a multi-tribe, which is why it's a rainbow. So it's all colors of skin, all lineage, 
all ancestors. It's we're like mixed race big time. We're like all we're like we're connecting everywhere. So this is my f- sacred geometry or my geometric representation of the idea of beginning to understand what it might feel like or what it might be like to be able to draw experience from 12 different lifetimes or identities, right? Life experience could be in the future, could be in the past, but we have these, we've already done this, you know, where you have mastered these experiences in other space and time. And from this perspective, right? And then maybe there's a perspective when we're not in this system is that there is no space and time and it's just completely one, right? So that's what we're, that's what we're gleaning, that we're going to draw, think about each string having its own chord, its own part, its own tone, and how all those strings together would make a resonant tone that would integrate and make the 13th which is unity, oneness. So if anybody does this kind of work, contact me, email me, because I want to collaborate and I want to get this actually created in a 3D so that we can use this model as we start to explore this concept a little further. Um, So there is news... (laughs) a new awareness or perspective on the planet right now that this is available for many of us right now. And once you can step into actually integrating your Akashic, which means Akashic is the record of all of your existence, once you can uh, grab that information and that energetic coding or resonance or experience, um, you can bypass a lot of previous paradigm ideas. Like, for instance, the beloved Joseph Campbell, who wrote about the hero's journey that is in every single movie you've ever seen. And I've certainly experienced it in my life and shared much about the suffering and the journey and the trial and being tested and being initiated and, you know, persevering and coming back to tell the tale. And um, I just was speaking to a dear friend of mine, uh, Steve Sedmar, um, and he was sharing with me that from his perspective and his communication that um, this hero's journey has become obsolete And so again, going back to, you know, I had a nine-year dark night to lead me to this moment where it started to shift and things started to kick back in. And I've shared with all of you, like, I don't think people coming into uh, accepting and embodying their true divine blueprint, this is not the moment where you're going to suffer for nine years. I mean, that was then, this is now. So why I'm sharing this with you right now is to let you know that this is available to you now. Start to shift your awareness and your perspective of what is possible, okay? We're seeing all these structures coming down, 
crazy shit happening on planet Earth. And uh, I said on Rich's podcast earlier this week that even you can even win an Oscar for Best Picture, be applauded, run up on stage, give an acceptance speech, weep, and then it cannot be true. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's crazy what's going on in this world right now. And that's a, that's a very, um, you know, what I want to say, light example. So there's crazy other stuff going on that we're seeing every single day coming out of our political system and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I'm telling you, uh, this is a moment, this is an opportunity. And the beauty of this opportunity is that we are being um, pressured, squeezed in such a way that it will bring us to our spiritual essence, bring us to our spiritual nature. And so um, I hope that you guys' brains are still inside your head or maybe over on the shelf. What I mean is I hope I didn't blow you out and I hope you're not. I hope you could follow me on that. It's a really cool reality and it's a really um, expansive way to start to shift into thinking. And for me, it's complete freedom to understand that there is so much more to life than uh, what we were, what we've been taught, what, what we've been shown. And remember that knowledge is power. And so just to, just to even shift your perspective, like maybe you've never considered that you might be a multidimensional being. And I may have dropped it a few times on the podcast and you're like, what is she talking about? Like she sounds insane. So by just sort of giving you that model or that experience of my perspective, it's simply a perspective, but start to consider it. How would your life be different if you knew that for yourself? How would your life be different in this moment if you knew that you were a master and you had come from the future and incarnated now to play your part in your life? Wow. I mean, that's a big shift for me. To me, it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was so bummed before, <laughs> right? So it's freedom, it's expansion. And I mean, oh, so many beautiful life forms. Just look at nature. Look in nature and see how many beautiful life forms. Well, the beauty that's existing inside humanity's untapped uh, hearts far surpasses. I mean, it's extraordinary what's waiting for us because so many of you have these amazing talents and these gifts and all of us have been just uh, kind of sleepwalking. We've been kind of actually in a slavery type of life thinking that we had to make money in order to be worthy, in order to feed ourselves, which is still quite true. Um, but Many of us didn't even know that there was anything beyond that. And, um, and so it's, a, it's an expansive way to start to shift and start to journal and start to consider your life from a wider, you know, like a cosmic perspective, a viewpoint where you're looking at the whole picture and then suddenly it will shift the way that you experience things in your, war, in your world. 
and it will fortify your courage. It will give you some knowing. And this requires extreme faith. It requires trying this on and feeling into it and wondering and meditating and listening. And your body will tell you what's real and what's not real. So until next time, please remember that even if no one else believes in you, that I believe in you to find your way into living your multidimensional blueprint. (laughs) Um, How could it be otherwise? For you are a divine emanation of God. Um, I am going to uh, try my best to record a healing technique that goes along with this concept that I just presented. Okay, we'll t- we're going to take it in stages because um, it's a deep process that we can go to. But I just wanted to present the idea of what a multidimensional entity might look like and give you some kind of form that maybe might resonate with you and help you to start to grab onto some idea of that. Um, so uh, I will try to get it up um, and I will offer it as the next uh, podcast. So it will be, I think it's number 83. That one will be, this one is number 82. And I will be back uh, in LA uh, after the 20th of March. I want to make the announcement that I am doing my first retreat solo in Ireland and uh, I'm just getting the final details worked out with that, but we have the location locked and it is on my website. So if you're interested, please email me and I will forward your email to Mel, my producer and my music manager, Mel Nahas of Conscious City Guide. Also, you guys, if you're not following Conscious City Guide yet, please follow them on Instagram. Mel has provided this incredible platform where she um, collects and curates conscious events all over the world. And it's a beautiful, beautiful platform. It's also a ticketing uh, platform. So if you're having any conscious events in your neck of the woods, wherever you are, you can... um, Uh, run it through Conscious City Guide and it works sort of like uh, an Eventbrite platform, but it's really all for conscious events and the graphics are gorgeous and it's really, really beautiful. So anyway, check her out. So listen, um, I got to go pack now. So uh, I'm going to run, but thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you found some of this mind-blowing or expansive, and uh, we'll pick it up again um, when I get back. And in the meantime, be well, and I'm sending you and your family lots of love and lots of grace for the coming weeks. Remember to stay inside your energetic field. Don't engage in other dramas and stay neutral. Our power is in neutral loving compassion. Um, No need to make anyone wrong or make yourself right. Simply breathe, take a breath, and stay in neutrality. Keep your uh, spiritual practice happening. Uh, Keep it a priority. Get yourself on the mat daily. Commune with your spirit every single day. Uh, We need you more than ever. All right. Namaste. Namaste.